You are listening to High Shelf Gaming. This is a show where we talk about board games and role-playing games and gaming conventions. If this is what you're looking for, please keep listening. You can always find us on our website, Facebook group, Facebook page, or on Twitter and Twitch and Discord, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. Super easy to join the community, and we look forward to meeting you. Hey everyone, David Gillespie here with High Shelf Gaming, and as always, I'm joined by the sanguine Rich Wisniewski. Dave, I feel like a Stratocaster, slowly weeping today. <laughs> we uh, have had a few problems oh, getting this going. So is if, if sanguine means my guitar weeps, I am weeping gently over here during this podcast. <laughs> you with the big oh words all God. the time. Hey, dude, that's the that's the game. That's that the game, is, right? That is. <laughs> yeah, sanguine is the opposite. Is uh, uh, optimistic. <laughs> oh darn it! <laughs> I failed. I failed. I failed. But it's you know, good. we all we were completely. Our our guest today was completely optimistic about all of what was going on, folks. We just spent. 45 minutes fighting technical difficulties to get to this point. It yes. was, it was, we were pulling teeth to get this, this show to come together yes. today. And, and our guest it was a trooper. Yes. Uh, huge props to you, Larry. Welcome back to the show. And thank you for your incredible patience this afternoon. <laughs> well, it's always my pleasure to be here. Uh, we were trying to, what was it? Zencaster. So I said, maybe we should try a Stratocaster. And then we were on... <laughs> What other program? And I said, this is as bad as trying to teach Ryan. What was that program he was having trouble with, Rich, at one time? Uh, oh, Discord. Discord, yeah. Trying <laughs> yeah. to teach Discord, him Discord. He hates Discord. <laughs> yes. And then your microphone <laughs> Yeah, all these newfangled right? programs. <laughs> and I'm going to have to send you one of these. I'm going to have to send you one of these 599 headsets. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's yes. all. You... <laughs> I can't believe you bought a dollar store headset and it sounds yes. that good. <laughs> I'm I'm bringing you one to Gen Con, buddy. <laughs> I got like a thousand dollar rig over here, and you're on a five dollar headphone, and it sounds better than mine. <laughs> Calling my accountant. Yeah, that's right. All right, so um, uh, Larry, uh, folks know you because you've been on all of our True Dungeon episodes. We talked, um, you were on our uh, Newbies of Gen Con episode answering a bunch of questions for Heather. Um, So, dude, we've had you on a ton. Uh, What are we talking about today? Well, that just goes to show how desperate you guys have become, I'd say. (laughs) We're going (laughs) to... I mean, you're scraping the bottle of the barrel. Let's see what Larry's doing. Let's dial up Larry. (laughs) He can ramble on for an easy 45 minutes or an hour. Uh, But we're going to talk True Dungeon again. What a shock. (laughs) Yeah, there's... all these news, all these news items that they have, uh, you know, maybe a few months ago, and then you guys got to play True Dungeon at Origin. So I want to talk about that some. I guess let's just dive in, man. Like, um, I want to say it was what was it four months ago, five months ago? They announced some token changes. What's the news with True Dungeon? Wow, lots of big changes. Uh, I'm sure you noticed the price increase for Gen Con, and even at yeah. Origins, that was too offset some oh upgrades in sound their sound system and i did personally notice that oh. the sound quality was better at origins so that's one big change how about you rich did you notice any 
change. You know, it wasn't drastic, but I think it was slightly better. I definitely think, and you know, uh, we may have talked about this the very first time we did the Origins recap, that it's so much quieter at Origins going through the rooms compared to being at Gen Con going through the rooms. And then I felt the audio was on par. Um, When we got to, we redid Vault of the Allfather this year and went commando style. There was the spot where you're seeing the gentleman mimicking through a mirror and a glass. There was audio in that room that I had never heard before. So we did it. Wasn't there, Larry? I swear to God, there was audio this year. Well, that might have just been our bard singing. I'm not exactly sure. Well, that could have been. That could have been some bard song. Uh, but I think not only that, the, the we'll talk a little bit later after a spoiler alert about the rooms, the runs we did. Um, but I felt they were all extremely well-dressed. I felt they were extremely well put together. So do I feel like the increase in price was just a money grab? Negative. I feel the increase in price... Um, you know, really reflects through in the rooms. It reflects through in their organization. This was some of the quickest I've ever been through the registration lines. Oh, cool. And things were just really, I just done very well as always. So um, yeah, I'm totally behind it. Uh, You know, make a make a great event. And unfortunately, sometimes that costs a few extra bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So I think the sound was one of the upgrades that they did from last year to this year. And they did nerf a couple tokens. Oh, um, no. Yes, they did. Uh, so that's interesting because these are tokens you like. These are hard-won tokens. You got to go through the whole adventure, and then you have to loot them, and it's like a low percent chance you're going to get the right token. Mm-hmm. This is the ones that you right? can— Or which, yeah. which tokens did they nerf? Well, they're the uh, some ultra-rares. Now, they're actually oh. from 2014, which I do have two of each. Oh, wow. Uh, the first one was a oh, cloak geez. of— Cloak of Shadow Skin, which I believe the Dwarf Fighter and somebody else has, not the Bard. But your first attack, it might be the Druid, Dave, because you play the Druid. The first attack against you, either with melee or missile, would automatically miss once per round. Yeah, which is amazing. It's awesome. Now it's once per game. Oh, what? Wow. Yep. So the Cloak of Shadow Skin. Only once per game. Right. And you have to turn it in. By I believe next year, no, I, I, no, you can't use them now. That's right. If you do have one of the 2014s, it will act as if it's a the 2019 version of it, where it's only once per game. Now you can physically exchange it, and they'll give you a new token, the 2019 version, and they will give you a ten uh, token draw token for your tr- for your troubles. So, so rules wise, it's the same no matter which token. But if you turn in your old token, they're going to give you a little gimme as a thanks for turning in the old token, right? And only having the new token, right? But the collector in me goes nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Getting rid of my token from years ago makes me go crazy. Have they done this before? Have they nerfed tokens before? No, this is the very first time. And they also nerfed the lenses of divine sight for the cleric and the druid, where you used to be able to get an additional number of points that you could put into your healing pool, and then you could distribute those amongst anybody you wanted. Now, the new version Mm. is plus two to your healing spells instead of, I believe it added 10 before, and you had to have a wisdom of 20. 
So now it's plus two to healing spells and scrolls, and you can only divide your healing amongst two targets. Whoa, that's a big deal. Because, you know, whenever you go through the push damage, because, you know, we don't do our puzzles so good, (laughs) um, (laughs) we all take push damage, and it's real nice as the druid to say, all right, I'm going to cast a heal spell, I'm going to sprinkle, I'm going to spread out, you know, you get three, you get three, and basically you just wipe out the push damage. And if I can't spread it out amongst a bunch of people, that's that's rough. Yeah, so now it's only two. Okay. And right, those are some, Dave sig- those normally... are some significant nerfs. Okay. And what's fun is Dave normally dances around the room going, sprinkle, sprinkle. <laughs> so we'll I, have, I have these tubes of uh, old school pixie dust, the sugary uh, straws. And I just, I just, you know, <laughs> throw this sugar all over everything and everybody loves it. One hit point for you, <laughs> two hit points for you. But yeah, that's now right. you can only do it. Oh, with two people. So it's wow. uh, that healing pool is not nearly as well, strong as it once was. Flexible. Uh, yeah. I could also see I could also see it being a little bit simpler to manage, you know, because if I just say, Hey GM, I'm gonna i I'm gonna give this guy one and this guy three and this other guy is gonna get two and she's gonna get six and he's gonna be like, Wait, wait, Math, did he just overdo it? <laughs> you know, did he shortchange me on how much healing? So I I can also see it just being simpler to manage in the room. Mm-hmm. That's still that's still a significant mer- nerf. Yeah, they really did. Uh, well, those are from both from 2014. So I'm not sure how many uh, are out there in existence, but yeah, that's a, a big change for sure. So that tells me a couple of things. One that the folks that are running the game are always kind of looking back to what they did. Mm-hmm. Power right? creep. Yeah, and they concerned. did a review. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they did a review and said, okay, these two specific ones, just too much. And there might be a couple others also, but uh, at least those two, uh, too much. So let's let's lower them and, and do a, a token exchange, give folks a little a little benefit for uh, doing a token exchange. I mean, that's, that's Well, good. that just means you're going to get 10 shillelaghs. I mean, 10 <laughs> treasure pulls. That's just, it's, it's, it's because well, me and crazy. So, so Larry, are you going to turn yours in from 2014 or are you going to keep the old token and just pray they keep using it like the new token or will the old token become moot? Will they say, no, the old token's no longer valid in a year or two? Yes, it will become obsolete. So if you don't oh turn it in, gosh. it's just going to be a collector's item. Ouch. Wow. And, and wow. the same things kind of happened to the charm of air vice, everybody's favorite oh. treasure enhancing. Yes. That's right. Cause now they're putting a chip inside it. So you have until uh, next year to turn them in. But if you are run, doing, using them on a run, you have to have the new chip version starting now oh it's got a little rfid in there yes. to prove yes this is actually the charm of Erevice, not a duplicate mm-hmm. not a pirated or a copy or something so now you have yeah. to yeah because again folks these are just little plastic tokens that are not it's not impossible to duplicate one of these things you know it's like a it's like a picture a sticker on top of a you know poker chip like thing so i mean duplicating these things isn't 
is getting easier and easier, right? With manufacturing technology being what it is. So uh, that's smart of them to put some RFID chips into the super important ones. But yeah, I get that. I get that. But that's not a nerf. That's just a, you got to swap this one for a chip that is, or a token that's being validated tech, by technology. And you have to do that by next year. But if you're going on any runs, they want you to have it already exchanged so they can validate the chip oh. in it before your runs. So that's something that people wow. want to Gen Con, you might want to make sure you're able to go to the token exchange, which they're having on Wednesday mm. in one of the rooms. I, I have the information somewhere, but I'm not exactly sure. And they'll exchange them one for so, one. So Wednesday before the con, you can go to the token exchange, swap out your tokens. They're going to have plenty there, I'm sure. Hopefully. <laughs> and you have to have that before you go on your run, mm-hmm. right? Because they're Correct. not they're not going to accept the older unchipped tokens. Wow. Yeah. The other thing is that I'm I'm guessing that some of this goes towards that spend. You know, the that increase in price means they can now buy RFID chips. They can program them or not program them, but program a scanner to to read them and validate that this is the right chip and all of that stuff. I mean, all of that technology takes money, right? And uh, and expertise. So I'd imagine that. You know, as they look at this thing growing to more and more cons, which it looks like every year, it seems like they're adding a new con to their list. That all makes a lot of sense. And that's it's a big deal, right? It's a really big deal. So, folks, if you haven't exchanged your tokens, your treasure draw tokens, obviously go do that. The term of Erevice specifically. Yeah, that's one of the more valuable ones. So that's probably why they're starting with that for the uh, chip. But there's even some talk from mm-hmm. Jeff about doing other Oh, not uh, Eldritch, but they're going to come out with uh, some more powerful tokens, and they're even going to have chips in them. And he wants to have some cool effect, is how he worded it, with those chips. Now, I'm not real familiar with those. Can you, through technology, have that chip actually do something? Yeah. Yeah, So if you had a chip with a, if you had a token with an RFID chip in it, and they said, all right, now you have the chalice of whatever. I need you to move this chalice and place it on the altar. And there's maybe there's a little spot on the table for that token. You put it there and something scans the chip in it and says, oh, this is the golden chalice. And then a projector somewhere lights up an effect because it, it auto detected as the gold chalice instead of the silver chalice uh-huh. or the crystal chalice or something along those lines. So those little chips, you know, they tell a server, hey, this I just scanned this chip. And then the server says, oh, cool. I know what to do with that. You know, either say, yes, this is a valid token. They're allowed to use it on the run. Or maybe you're on the run and it's like, oh, this is a really cool token. I'm now going to light up all of these special effects. Wow. So, yeah, those chips would be really cool, especially if they start to tie those into the effect of the game. Wow, that'd be neat. Yeah. That would be neat. And, you know, RFID readers have a, a limited area, so... You know, it would be hard to read the ones out of your box of tokens as you're like walking around. Um, But, you know, that would be neat even if they could make it, you know, because we usually do pass through a little gateway. Imagine if they could have a reader that you're close enough that um, it grabs that info. I'm just not too sure of the specs. Everything I've ever done RFID is almost touching, you know, uh, point to point. Oh, yeah. Folks at home, if you've ever seen the uh, access badge, it's like normally like a little white pad on the wall right next to the door and they like tap it to that and then the door unlocks. That's an RFID chip and that can easily fit into a little uh, token, hmm. uh, true dungeon token. Now, being the rogue rich, if, 
Being the rogue, would I be able to get some kind of a ring that when I do my token draws, I could feel it vibrate or something if I touched one with a, with a chip in it? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> you so, just made my brain explode because most RFID readers, I believe it's the amount of power they get that expands their range, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. we're getting out of my area of technical expertise, <laughs> but how crazy would that be? This is like a Vegas thing now. All yeah. of a sudden, you have a belt buckle, right? That yeah. um, um, is emitting this thing. And if you pick up any readings, maybe it vibrates. So you know there's something in there worth getting. So I, I would almost think, I would almost think, you know, it's going to be close range, but that's okay because if it's, I mean, this is this is cheater talk, but like yes. if your little detector was near a token draw box and did not light up very much, you would know, oh, well, this token draw box doesn't have any RFID chipped things in it. Whoa. I'll go to the next box. Oh, this one's lighting up a bunch. Maybe there's five in there. Okay. So the RFID experts of High Shelf, let us know if that's even possible. Not that we do that. Not that we would ever do that. That's not well, the way we operate. Uh, but that's a very curious comment to know if it could it's something. Hopefully it's something that they're thinking of, right? Yeah. And there's ways to block RFID signals. Do like a metal cage inside the token draw box and that would stop it you know there's ways of blocking an rfid reader from scanning into a closed container but yeah that's a really good call out there man wow we definitely went off the the track on larry (laughs) i can't even spell r any other token changes yes Yeah, I mean it's important. This is all like yeah, important yeah. stuff and this and and it matters because this game is is so involved and there's so much, you know, passion and money involved and whenever something has a little extra coin attached to it, there's always somebody looking for an angle. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so the same folks that are duplicating tokens, those same type of folk would say, "Well, I'll just make an RFID reader." And hopefully the game makers are thinking of that and doing something to stop the uh, readers from looking into the uh, token draw bins. You know, I just hit an article that a UHF base tag for used mainly on pallets in cases of goods and supply chain. Mm. They get their power basically from the readers, right? So right. they they emit a signal back to it. They have a pickup range of 20 to 30 feet under ideal conditions. Whoa. Just depends. Just depends. Wow. It all depends, right? So if the reader is super powerful, mm-hmm. then it can it can scan chips from further away. So yeah, there's all kinds of things yeah. to, to consider there, but I'm sure that the makers are thinking of this stuff and, you know, and will have a means to block people from scanning, which treasure pool boxes ha- have That's the right. most fancy okay. chips. Well, you Very talked true, about Dave. them expanding. Very true. Uh, We're going to have lead-lined boxes. <laughs> what, what was that, Larry? <laughs> you talked about them expanding. Uh, next year, they're going to PAX West uh, in yeah. August. What? And, you know, they're already doing Gamehole yeah. Con. They're doing Origins. They're going to do PAX South. They already did. Yeah. Uh, I mean... They're everywhere now. It, it seems like... It- it seems like every year I hear, oh, they're adding another con to the run. And it's like, wow, good on these guys. It's so awesome that they're getting out there and they're they're in um some of the people that i've known in dallas forever uh cosplayers and anime fans they went down to pack south and they said i tried my first true dungeon it was crazy and amazing and they're like (laughs) you know to me it was awesome because they were like discovering this thing that they didn't know existed 
And I was like, oh, go and watch all my stuff on True Dungeon. And they're like, oh, no, David. <laughs> I'm having my own fun. I don't need to hear your episodes about True Dungeon for me to enjoy it. But it's so cool. Like, people are discovering it now for the first time. And, you know, it used to be this little secret of Gen Con. And now it's out there. It's so cool. It's everywhere. Well, in the token draws this year uh, at Origins, this is something brand Ooh, new. This is fun. This is really bizarre. And Jeff and his team must spend up or must sit up at night just thinking of things. Now, last year they had charms of transmorph randomly inserted in token draws. Now you had to have all ten mm. numbered one through ten charms of transmorph for a fun surprise. That's right. And I remember the, we teased that last year to say we have yet to discover what the fun surprise is. Yeah. Everybody that used that charm, of course, it took up a charm slot, which is kind of crowded, be, had a subclass or sub race. I think it was a subclass. And they had some uh, minor powers and things. So I don't think it was really popular. But this year, he's came up with relic fragments. So, so last year's... So wait, last year's fun thing was you got a, a subclass that slightly augmented your character card. Correct. Is that right? Correct. Everybody okay. had to okay. turn gotcha. in all 10 and, and that's what it became. So it was pretty minor and not real popular. But this year he, he's got this relic fragments. Now there's six relic fragments and they're cut up into different shapes. Oh, some look like states. Let one looks like a slice of pizza. <laughs> And people on the forums have scanned them in and you can tell where they put all six together that it uh, fills out a sheet of paper. And so now he's actually had uh, one of his henchmen on the forums put in clues of what these fragments (gasps) might might do. And they've been changing it. It's like an alternative reality game. Yes, so it's a little game inside the game that they've sent out riddles that you've had to solve. One actually linked to a picture of actors from the movie Clue, and then one guy wasn't from Clue. So, you know, they're still not sure as of the recording of this what it fits, but it's kind of leaning towards Mm. these recipe fragments, if you have all six, will permit you to make a special relic token and I believe it's Orion's belt is what the forums seem to be leaning towards. Ooh. I, so. I love that they're kind of playing a game between True Dungeon runs so everybody can stay engaged with True Dungeon and try and solve this mystery and maybe, uh, you know, trade some tokens with one another to, you know, get the six you need together. That's a pretty cool, like, little mini game that they've put together. Yeah, so he's, he's doing that, and it, that's ongoing, I'm sure. I hope we have a recipe for what if it is Orion's belt before Gen Con, or else people are really going to be scrambling for certain things at Gen Con if you have all six mm-hmm. recipes. So that's pretty cool. Ooh, we're almost there. We're like two weeks away, folks. Yeah. I know, I know. Well, as of this recording, hopefully it'll it'll probably come out right before Gen Con. So if you're listening to this, it might be like you have days. <laughs> you have you have like yeah. two two days before Gen Con. So but that's exciting, man. That is so freaking cool. And also this year, the completion token, we completed a arc, a story arc, and now all of the monster bits from 2016, 17, 18, 19, all one individual monster bit from uh 
those years, 2016 had four, 17 had four, but this year there were six monster bits. You can mm. send all of those in and get a bead of the lucky traveler. So that's oh. something new that people can uh, definitely keep your 2019 monster bits. Our treasure pools at Origins was a bit light on monster bits. And so they've even now with these relic mm-hmm. fragments, you can use a relic fragment as any of the monster bits, kind of a wild card if you didn't uh, get many mm. of them. In. Uh, you know, I think that I think it's cool that they're that they're doing that because I, I imagine that some of those bits get kind of like obsolete, so it just kind of sits there, hold it, taking up space. So it's nice that they're giving you something else you can do with them. Right. Yeah, you, know, you can turn them into golden fleece, and golden fleece is a ingredient for most recipes now and speaking uh, for especially for the legendaries Mm, and i finally made my first legendary chip that's not a charm of air vice and it will be making its debut (laughs) at (laughs) at gen con but it is not for the bard i apologize rich it's not for the damn it I was is just going to say. Is it for say, the thief? I hope it's for the thief, man. You you, you need to get yourself something nice. <laughs> it is not for the did thief. Did you buy yourself something nice? Yeah. No, I did not. It's not for the it's not for the rogue. You're just going to have to wait for it. Please give us give us that. Oh, he's going to have to wait for it. Oh, yes. we're getting teased, Dave. We're <laughs> yes, getting teased yes. about Jane folks. The, the the way our the way our group works. A lot of folks who play True Dungeon, you know, you're in charge of your own character and and all that kind of stuff. That's not how our crew works it. Larry is our quartermaster. Larry, you are in charge of all of our characters. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of every True Dungeon run, you get all the tokens. You manage which things are getting, which legendaries you're making. <laughs> and you're also the one that buys, uh, goes in on the little token, the the token community stuff. So you really manage we just, 10 characters. Yes, we just bask in his glory of True Dungeon <laughs> is really all it is. Well, no, I'm nowhere yeah, no, near it's the awesome. Top. It's so nice because... <laughs> But we get to show up and have fun. You know, it's kind of interesting that you manage 10 characters. I wonder, I wonder how like amazed-tastic your rogue would be if you just had all that energy you put towards 10 characters <laughs> put towards a single character. It would probably be mind-blowing. <laughs> well, yeah, that would help. But I, you know, it's, my, it's my honor to, to help you guys out. And I hope uh, it makes your runs more memorable. And uh, I, I enjoyed it 100%. 100%. 100%. It is so much fun because we just show up and have fun. You know, we get to play with your toys and it is it is amazing and, and glorious and we love it. Well, let's talk. Let's talk origins, Rich. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert, alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so I, spoiler wise, we're probably not going to be too intense about it, right? Like you guys aren't going to give away solves to puzzles, nope. but we are going to talk about what's in the rooms. And if you like the whole thing to be a surprise, uh, maybe maybe this is where you step out of the episode and that's fine. Um, you know, but, uh, if you want to hear about the runs, then by all means, keep listening. Well, Rich, why don't you, uh, give your impression of the run that we did. It was almost like true grind that, you know, last year they had where we were in almost an office type setting where they threw papers down and blocking our token slides. This year was, um, Jeff's daughter, Avery, I believe it was, yeah, it was the Avery Gorgon. What, how about your impressions of that? I was uh, left a bit disappointed. 
Yes, yes. That is kind of where I put it. They the last year's was done so well with the idea that they sent people out of the room to work on a task. People had to fill out forms in triplicate. Um, <laughs> they really outdid themselves last year. Now, was last year the first year or the second year they'd done it? That was just the first year. So this the was the second, second year maybe that they'd mm-hmm. done? Yes. Okay, oh, wow. so this really so, fits into the movie thing, right? That the first year they come <laughs> right out of the gate, just nailing it. Everyone's like Indiana Jones and the Raiders of what? And yes. everyone loves the movie. And then they come out with the second year, and you know, I don't think they followed it up as well as they should have. So now this does oh. give me hope for the next year that their third year doing it, they'll they'll break that you know sophomore slump and um, uh, bring it back. Um, it, it felt a little repetitive. Yeah, so folks, if you, if you haven't listened to our last True Raid discussion, True Raid is an invite-only event. So Larry, you got the True Raid invite, right? And you brought Rich along with you? Well, it's not actually True Raid. Or do we have that wrong? True Raid. No, no, that is oh. correct. Uh, they only sell so many tickets. Now, True Raid is offered at various cons, and anybody can sign up for these, for that. But for this event, I could get uh, a ticket, and then I was able to get a second one where Rich and I went on. And so it's just for the large token buyers, which I'm a part of a group. It's not like I'm individually buying that uh, many. What, 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 is the, what is the name of the event then if it's not? Is it not uh, True Raid? What was it? Uh, something about the Avery Gorgon, because uh, that's his daughter's name. I could look up for the exact name, but it's a limited number of tickets. So I'm going to restate this. I'm going to restate this, that there is True Raid. And to me, this is a version of True Raid. Yes, But they actually limit the invitee pool from not just anyone in the world can buy a ticket. You have to be part of the larger buying consortiums. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And so it's kind of a special deal. Like only folks who are dropping Bitcoin could even hope to get into this thing. And it sounds like a pretty special experience right and it just wasn't this year they just didn't have quite as many uh creative odd oddities for you to do i kind of wonder if the feedback from some of the guys that had to go off and do paperwork in another room if they're like man i felt like i was missing out and that's why they didn't have anybody leave the room this year i'm just really curious because the way you guys said it i mean it sounded like just a riot the whole time was just so much fun it was it was great and this year we were we were killed uh, off pretty quick weren't we rich we didn't last very long (laughs) This really goes into the Larry makes 10 characters and everyone else there makes one character. So, you know, we have some hit points, but then they have like five times our hit points. The other people, mm-hmm. they iced us off pretty quick. And then we watched and it just became repetitive. Wouldn't you say, or am I being too, am I being too critical? No, I, you were hundred percent spot on. It was just slide attack, add up damage. You know, they attack you. Uh, she blocks some of your attacks. That's kind of like, eh, okay, yeah. But after that, we went into the swamp. Was our next run? Oh yeah, oh yes. What was the name of the run? Abysmal swamp. This is item one of the year, right? Yeah, this E one, E one. Yep. So we went into the swamp, yes. and and it, the only thing I remember. Oh, go on, go on. Uh, well, I'd saying we kept our puzzle. Solving ability intact on that run. We got zero, if I remember correctly. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I remember. It was zero out of terrible. Three. 
<laughs> we <laughs> nailed we every monster. I don't know. We nailed every monster. We couldn't get one puzzle. And the puzzles were great, dude. There, there wasn't, they were terrible. They were just really What was the swamp good. like? Like, was it, was it like a boggy type swamp the whole time or, you know, uh, an Everglades type swamp? Like, what was the, what was the vibe? A lot of swamp creatures were involved with it. Uh, the monsters you were attacking were maybe swamp themed, but there was no yeah. environment, you know, swamp environment per se. Now I know oh, there, there was, was some mossy stuff here and there. Yeah. I'd say, wouldn't you say there was hanging moss and things like that that kind of okay. gave it that right. flavor? Yeah, there sure. was one creature sure. okay, I got good. a little too close to. Remember, and uh, somebody blew it up. Yeah. <laughs> And that got onto you a little bit. Yeah, it got onto me. (laughs) So, but the the adventure mostly is the idea that you guys are outside, outside in a swamp, not like in a manor or in a house or something like that, right? Correct. Yes. And you're traveling from one point to another. And uh, like Rich said, we were able Mm -hmm. to, we handled all the monsters, even the uh, one at the end, which is a pretty cool animatronic. And we had no trouble at all, you know, with the bars. Dispatched them dispatching them rather quickly. I love the animatronics. They they have some really good animatronics for uh for for uh, not just for Gen Con but for, you know, True Dungeon on a whole. They always bring some cool animatronics. So it 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 went uh as expected. We got the room 7 and we were successful only because it was a fight. <laughs> and we failed every single puzzle. <laughs> failed them all. Are there any tokens that you would recommend people think about bringing with them? Well, you know, I had some of our characters for that run equipped with a bead that protected you from insect swarms. And I don't mm. think that came into play at all. There's a definite spoiler alert. Oh, yes. Okay. I don't okay, so, remember that either. So yeah, don't you don't so. have to worry about insect swarms for the swamp. Well, is- at least not at Origins. You know, that's another thing that... They are not immune to changing things, are they, Larry? Oh, absolutely. They'll tweak things, add hit points, uh, detract hit points, give the monsters more powers or less powers, depending on the success of certain rooms. So mm-hmm. absolutely, they they will definitely tweak that between Origins and Gen Con. Absolutely. Then after that, we had much more success on E2, the Path of Death. Much yes. greater success rate. Now, we had somebody go with us that had previously gone through the adventure. And it basically boils down, Dave, to one word. Blackthorn. 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 <laughs> Blackthorn. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler. Blackthorn. Pay attention <laughs> to the earlier. And by the way. At the end of that, it was Al who brought that home completely by just, we were all, we were all in the last room and we're sitting there just looking at each other and no one can figure it out. The GM's like, seriously. And then all of a sudden (laughs) Al hits it and we all went into overdrive mode and got through the puzzle. It was crazy. Al nailed it. (laughs) He did. So keyword Blackthorn. And Out of then nowhere. Move forward with your lives. <laughs> Out of nowhere, Dave. And he said, Well, Larry, you were yeah. talking about the tower. And I'm looking at him like, What are you talking about? I didn't give you any. There was nothing there. It just out of nowhere, Al nails it. So he has now brought that up at our regular weekly gaming sessions. He'll say, Blackthorn, I get a reroll. No, bull crap. No, you don't. Yes. You know? So he's trying to pull yes. that everywhere. <laughs> 
just keeps trying to cash in that uh, that solve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I thought Path of Death was probably a little better overall quality or maybe the rooms themselves or the encounters. I thought it was pretty cool. I really liked it. The uh, Path of Death E2 was – I thought it was a little better. Did you, Rich? I, I felt it was great. It was a lot of fun all the way around. I agree. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I kind of brought up in one of our talks about Origins, we think they tweaked that room's puzzle. Like one of the rooms we were in with the gems, we kind of got the idea from the guy who was with us. They tweaked the puzzle the, the, the day before. But the gems, you remember the gems when you had to put them in the hole and then the thing moved, right? Yes. The, we got through it. And I was like, man, we nailed it. And, the, and someone had told me, I couldn't remember if it was a GM. And now that you talked about someone joining us from the day before, he must have told me from the day before you had to use every gem to solve the problem. Whereas the day we went, you were allowed just to use the assortment of gems. You didn't have to use every single right. one. So um, a, an example of them tweaking a puzzle that's just way too hard. And then they go, okay, we just, we got to fix this. This is killing everybody. Yeah. Without wow. him, we wouldn't have did it. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> yeah. It's good that the, it's good that they make tweaks, right? I mean, that's, if nothing else, I'm sure that the GMs do reports like, hey, this room is like, I'm getting like 80% failure rate here. Like people are just not solving this puzzle. <laughs> yes. You know, so it's good. It's good that they're making adjustments so that it stays fun and that it's not like just a just a downer that that room is always depressing because nobody ever solves it. Well, that definitely would have included us because <laughs> yeah. uh, during the swamp, we got none of them, Dave, none. I don't even think we were close. <laughs> it's like, you know, Oh, there was one room that the DM, we said, we're going to take push damage. He allowed us to pre heal push damage. <laughs> Like, yes, well, we thought that was really yes. very, very nice of them. You know, we are, we're going to all 10 of us are going to take three <laughs> points. Can we heal up 30 now to save time in the next room? He's looking at us like, really? You, you have no chance here. huh? No, none. And he had permitted us to pre-heal. <laughs> Push damage. Wow. That's super nice of him. That yeah, is that super freaking nice. nice of him. <laughs> And another tidbit that uh, was just published, I know uh, I'm rambling on here. Uh, Jeff's already had the 2020 tokens released, <gasps> at what they're wow. going to do nice. for, for next year. And he's talked about what the story arc is going to be for the three runs next year. Uh, one of them is, uh, I hate to bring this up. Rich, you might want to plug your ears. One will be the under thing. Think of an underbelly of a wizard school in the world of Patrick Rothfuss. Oh, you've got to be kidding me, dude. Are yes. you kidding me? <laughs> yes. I'm Why don't they kidding. have one called Patrick Rothelsberger <laughs> finishes the book and we just go through room to room and get yes. punished by whatever demons are stopping him from writing oh, a no. book? Yes. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Dave. Mr. Pay, Mr. Payro continues to cash in his licensing <laughs> and he will continue to get fat on the two books he's written and he'll never write a third book because of those fat, fat, true dungeon licensing contracts he's getting. I cannot believe this. I am just, I am so beside myself myself right now did you just how did you ah oh. i'm sorry to bring that up <sighs> well you stew in that and the second one is a classic haunted house adventure where the players must 
banish a baneful presence. And the third, yes. this one sounds right up my alley. Yes. The group will be surviving the legendary tomb of terrors. Not tomb of horrors, but I'm horrors. sure he's oh. tomb of terrors. So uh, that's that already announced. Phenomenal. I can't wait to do Tomb of Terrors. I think that's that going to so cool. be a blast. That is so cool. Yeah. So folks who are uninitiated, Tomb of Horrors is a super famous Dungeons and Dragons module from back in the day. And it's been updated. I think there's a D&D fifth edition version of it called Tomb of Horrors. Now you can't call your event tomb of horrors right. <laughs> but you can call it tomb of terrors <laughs> that's okay um, and i'm really happy that they're doing a haunted house one because because like call of cthulhu is crazy popular as far as role-playing games and it's fun that they're gonna do a spooky a spooky run like that's really neat yeah so that's what he's got planned for next year i Briefly touched on, they're not going to do an Eldritch item. Eldritch items were where you combined a lot of ultra-rare tokens, and they gave you, like, the the kilt. Uh, There was also a ring of seven parts and things like that. This year, or 2020, they're going to start a new multi-year set, and it's going to be – the first one's going to be an ultra-rare shirt where they're giving you plus two to your strength, dex, and con, and then you can combine all of those into what they're calling, at least as now, an Arcanum multi-year token with a light purple token that has a cool little RFID chip that he has so many cool ideas for that chip, which we spoke about earlier. So that's uh, something to look forward to next year. Yes, this is going to be cool. Yeah, next year they're putting a hard cap on the number of charms that you can have at 10 and island stones at 9. Because with today's tokens, you can go above that. Believe it or not, you can actually get, I think, 12. Yeah, and that, and that explains how some of those guys have some really crazy powerful characters. Oh, yeah. You, know, remember you in have Path so of, many ways of boosting all these different things. Remember in Path of Death, Rich, the guy blew up the monster in room 6 before Blackthorn. And he did a hundred <laughs> point fireball. And we're like, whoa, where'd hundred point? Where'd that come from? So wow. that's all because of these uh, additional enhancements that they're going to put a limit on. Yeah, folks, we are, we are used to uh, single and low double digit numbers. <laughs> like that's our, that's our, that's our run. <laughs> I did nine damage. Woohoo! I did 21 damage. Oh my God. You're so awesome. Except with a hundred point fireball, I think it was. And we're like, what happened? <laughs> the monster's dead. What? what? One round he's dead. It's yeah. over. <laughs> so they're going to put a cap on that. So they're obviously concerned about power uh, power creep in the game and uh, yeah, trying yeah. to make it uh, so it gets a little reeled in, you know, not nearly as bad. It sounds like they're willing to do what it takes to keep this game in a modestly understandable level so that somebody who's coming in doesn't think, oh, man, since I don't have eight years invested in this game, there's no way I could ever participate um, at the high at the higher level. Right. Um, it's good that they're making changes so that participating at end game content is still achievable, even for newer players. Yeah. And speaking of newer players here at Gen Con, they're going to have Odin's redo. And I'll be a room five GM if you bring some uh, some candies or something, I might be able to hook you up a little bit. But on those, you're only allowed <laughs> commando. You can't bring any other 
outside tokens in. Yeah. Just yeah, like I love the newbie runs because they're they're straight up commando. You you get a packet of tokens and those are what you use. And the commando runs can be a lot of fun because you're swapping tokens and uh, trying to make characters work. And that's that's great. It's great fun. Well, it sounds like you guys had a riot and that and that true dungeon is stronger than ever and things are going super great there and it's really healthy and that's um, that's all great news. Like I'm I love hearing about this stuff. So thanks guys for telling us about how it went and larry dude thanks for a ton for keeping up the news with all the true dungeon stuff and coming and sharing that with us and the audience we love having you on the show larry so so thank you so much no it's my thanks for my honor patrick and my waffles burger <laughs> again <laughs> this must be like dave said this must be how he's supplementing his income <laughs> he's not writing books yes yeah is is <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just licensing to True Dungeon and getting some of that sweet, sweet True Dungeon money. <laughs> awesome. Well, everyone who's been listening, this has been a really fun show. We always love having Larry on. As always, have fun and play well. May all your roles be crits. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by me, David Gillespie, with music provided by Taylor Guillory. Our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson. And if you like our style, please leave a review for us on iTunes. It's the best way to help people find us. Most importantly, though, feel welcome to connect with us on Twitter, our Facebook group, Discord server, our Friday night Twitch streams, and our website, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. We really look forward to talking and playing games with you. 